welcome back to Off the Cuff, bitch. Too hot? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, listen. All right. Uh, I just got to come clean. I've been farting nonstop. I know this is a mental health show, but I've just been farting. Since last time we talked, I have lost six pounds. I've lost six pounds uh, from eating rice and chicken and broccoli, and boy, am I just a fart box. I am disgusting. But it, you want to know what it is? They haven't really been smelling, but some of them have been really stinky. Like up there, top tier, doo-doo, poop, fart, like, like you know, like a fart. I always thought farts stunk because they passed poop on the way out and they like held it like they took the smell with them and just passed it through uh but uh yes for those uh worrying about my weight loss challenge it is going well i'm down six pounds okay i'm doing it i'm getting after it because a lot of things have changed since i started to eat a little bit cleaner um i fell off the wagon for a little bit <coughs> postmates uh postmates has been great uh but I've been spending too much time with Postmates. So I've been like eating McDonald's and eating Burger King. Like I had like a month stretch where I was disgusting. And uh, I'm finally starting to realize the older I get, uh, it is so hard to not be a fat piece of shit. uh, Because being a fat piece of shit is awesome. But then you realize there's other things going on in there. Like my skin has been clearing up. Um... Obviously, I've been losing weight. I've been sleeping better. And, uh, like, I haven't started, like, doing a crazy, like, exercise regimen or anything like that. Uh, And I haven't been doing, like, a crazy diet in terms of just, like, you know, everything has to be weighed and everything has to be boiled and this and nothing. But, like, I just cut out fried foods and I've I've cut out. I've cut out uh, mostly dairy. Dairy makes me fart so fucking much. I could not stop farting from dairy. It's like a piece of cheese just wraps around my butthole and it's just like fart me to the fucking end of the earth. I've had farts that have definitely been like showing up on the Richter scale. I've been shaking the fucking block with this fucking ass. You know? You know what's weird about my body, though? It's like I lose weight in places I don't want to lose weight. You know what I mean? It's like, obviously, I lose weight in my belly. But it's like, oh, like, my thighs will get smaller. I'm like, dude, get rid of this gut. Get rid of this muffy top. Get rid of these titties. I'll keep the titties. I don't mind. My titties are fire. But, uh, you know, it's it's always weird. It's like... Uh, like, I feel like I'm the Tom Hardy of podcasting. It's like one day I'm fat and like one day I'm not, you know, still fat. Um, but it's weird. It's weird. I wish that I realized that if I would have made better choices five, six years ago, I'd be able to enjoy shitty food now. Like, like I can't enjoy bad food now. Like, I, I, I did that all. I banged that all out in two years. So now for the rest of my life, my body's just like, nah, no, we can't do that. So instead of spreading it out for the rest of my life, I ate all of my fast food ice cream intake in two years. 
And now my body's just had enough. It's had enough of me. Inside, I feel like there's a very nice, like, flamboyant gay man, like, just trying to work with me so hard. You know, it's like a queer eye for the straight guy, but, like, inside of you. It's like, Danny, like, let's do this. Like, let's get rid of, like, French fries. Let's take those out. Now come out with a salad. Come out. Let me see you. And like, oh, my God, look at you. You look so good. Yes. Look at you. You're more confident. You know, I, for some reason, my subconscious is gay. And it's just always like, no, like, we could do this. Come on, Danny. And it's working. And I love him to death. He is my gay inner self. Uh, he is an amazing person. Uh, he gets me through a lot. So shout out to uh, Subconscious Gay Danny. Uh, listen, so this week's episode is going to be based on the patrons of the show. Um, also, before we get into that, I do have an announcement. Starting next week, we will have two episodes a week. So one will be with a guest and one will be with yours truly answering the audience's questions but patrons get first dibs. Uh, they pay the big bucks, so their questions get read, uh, and then everybody else will be after that. So, you know, we're going to have patron-only uh, question shows. Then we're going to have fan uh, shows, and then the big kicker is is that I will have guests who are, you know, entrepreneurs, influencers, all that stuff, all that good stuff, but then... This is where we introduce the fan part of the show, where you guys will be. The audience will turn in and share their experiences with me. Uh, I like to do them anonymously, so I'll probably give you like a fake name and shit. Uh, but because the internet's mean sometimes, but like you know, that's what I really want to start doing. So that's what we're gonna do. So next week, I will be picking a patron to come on the show. Um, so if you go to Patreon.com/slash/OTCPod. You could sign up. Any tier makes you eligible. Um, and it goes into a random name simulator. The higher up your tier, the uh, more entries you get. Uh, so that's why it's like, you know, if you pay 20 a month, you get like five to 10 entries. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to hearing your stories. Um, and a lot of people will say that I inspire them. Uh-huh cute cuties shout out to my history hyenas boys it's cute it's cute it's cute uh but um yeah so i'm really excited to get that going uh the shoot uh the days will be uh there'll be a friday episode and probably a monday episode uh determining uh determining yo determined determined determining Yo, what the fuck? Is it determining or determining? Is that e or either of those words? Deter determining, whatever. Det to be determined. That's what I'm gonna say. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So, um, before we get into uh, these uh, patron questions, uh, my girlfriend's mom. Shout out, Aid. Hey, Aid. Adriana. I always think of Adriana from The Sopranos when I see her. I call her Aid. A lot of people call her Adri, but I like Aid. I think Aid's better for me. Um, but this was a great article that she uh, shared with me. It is from Good Housekeeping, 
which I am not good at. If you, I were to spin this camera around and show you this room, you'd be like, Danny, what the fuck is going on? What is wrong with thee? Uh, but this is called learning to love yourself. All right, so, like, listen, a lot of stuff in mental health kind of gets skewed as, like, a, uh, like, you know, like, very, uh, very basic, very plain. But a lot of that stuff does end up getting overlooked. And this is one of the most important things that I had to learn when I was in the psyche. Uh, that's short for uh, psych ward. Uh, this is one of the things that they really stressed a lot when I was in there. So I really wanted to share this with you. Shout out aid. Ha 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 ha. You know what I'm saying? Dating your daughter. Um, uh, she shared this with me. So here we go. It's called learning to love yourself. Experts agree that knowing and appreciating who you are has a tangible effect on your health and happiness, but it might take a little practice. See, I'm a firm believer that if you have obviously great love for yourself, it causes you to love other people better it causes you to love other things around you better it causes you it's a circle it's a circle that ends up going hey listen i love myself i love these people and then it just becomes this beautiful circle and i've been in it sometimes and it's just so gorgeous oh i think i'm in it right now with you people the audience but uh yeah so let's get into it all right we've all heard it that little voices in our heads whispering we're not good enough for that promotion, that we don't deserve to be treated well in relationships. When we make a misstep, the proverbial boxing gloves come out and we turn them on ourselves. Uh, you know the saying, we're our own worst enemies. I can't disagree with that. You know, that's one of the things that I've always felt like the only person that's ever held me back was me. And I, and I feel a lot of people share that sentiment. And it's one of the most important things you gotta on you gotta honestly ask yourself, are you holding yourself back? Am I keeping myself from being successful? What about me needs to change for me to get better up here so I can get better out here? And out here I mean is in the world. Uh, and everyone's problems are different. So it's hard. There's different things. Like they said, this is gonna take a little practice, but let's keep going. Okay. What's missing in those situations is self-love. A combination of self-esteem and self-awareness, says David Hamilton, PhD. Self-love is not dependent on what others, uh, other people think of you. So, I think a lot of times you do spend most of our days doing things for other people. We get dressed for other people. We put makeup on for other people. Well, I don't put makeup on. Sometimes I do. Uh... A little concealer every once in a while spice me up um you know we do a lot of things for other people most things we do are for other people uh work we're helping other people you know uh when we're with our families we're helping them you know we're always helping other people that's you know one of the basic foundations of humans is to help other humans uh but we don't spend as much time taking care of ourselves to fully understand the meaning of self-love Okay, think about the love you have for your partner or a close friend. You are aware of their flaws, but appreciate how those imperfections make up the person you care about, trust, and support. Now, turn all of that compassion, forgiveness, and understanding inward. So just like I was explaining before, this, the energy that you put out is the energy that you need to put into yourself. All right, self-love means accepting your strengths, your weaknesses, and everything in between, says Hannah Elise Rose, LCPC, a therapist in private practice in Baltimore. When you have self-love, she says, you can acknowledge your mistakes and work toward changing them or making amends. 
but also forgive yourself rather than dwelling on your shortcomings. Um, we all have them. Uh, there's been many things that we've tried. I'm a firm believer in like, at least you tried, but sometimes trying is harder than anything. It's the initial leap. That's very hard for everybody. Um, and obviously, you know, we beat ourselves up more than anybody else. So, you know, uh, people can tell us how amazing we are all day, you know, how great we are all day. But when we go to sleep at night, we still have that one thing that's bothering us. So that's great advice. Turn those things inward. All right. Besides the lack of self-love, uh, besides a lack of self-love can adversely affect your well-being. Research has found that low self-esteem is correlated with depression, uh, a poor mental and physical overall. So not only does your mental health go down, your physical health goes down. We obviously could see that things like that are, they have a snowball effect, right? So if something bad happens throughout the day, um, I used to tend to turn that into something that is just going to be now this whole day is ruined. And a part of me, that's the only thing I knew was to be like, all right, this day is already ruined because this one little thing happened to me. And, uh, that's always caused me to kind of put myself in situations where I feel like I'm coming into the first quarter of a game down 30 points, any sport. So it's like, wow, it's like, man, I don't know. This is an uphill climb. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Instead of trying to figure out uh, reasons and ways to get around those things. Now, many people, uh, like, I think there's there are some questions in the Patreon about this, so I'll, I'll wait to answer them. But it's just, you could see that all these things are a downward spiral. They all are correlated. Uh, depression gets you into a rut, see? of thinking very negatively about yourself. If you think negatively about yourself, you're not going to treat yourself the right way. That's just 100%. Explains Melanie Greenberg, a clinical psychologist in Mill Valley, California, and the author of The Stress-Proof Brain. I'm going to check that book out. Uh, if you have self-love, you're challenging that thought pattern. You're less likely to dwell on it. That's where a lot of our problems come from, are dwelling on things. And I know there are some things that cause PTSD, and there are some bigger issues there that cause a lot of people to have, you know, these certain mental uh, impingements. You know what I mean? Uh, but the smaller things are the ones that we do have a choice on controlling more so they don't trigger these bigger things. If you throw a pebble into a lake, right, the ripple goes out. Something as small as a pebble, it could stretch all the way out. Giggity. That's where we have to understand that we can make a difference by maybe softening the blow on ourselves instead of just destroying ourselves throughout the day. Because I've just been known to destroy myself throughout the day. Like if I have like one piece of chocolate, I'm like, I'm a fat bitch. And then I'm just like, give me all this chocolate. I'm not going to eat clean for the rest of the day. I blew it already. I did it again. I fucked up. So that's what I do. Uh, and even if you're not experiencing any depressive symptoms, Greenberg says having self-love will make you more resilient through negative life events you may experience. Self-love reduces your suffering. Simple and plain. Okay. Um, pay attention to your posture. This is interesting. Hamilton studied the latest research in brain chemistry, neuroscience, psychotherapy, and personal development techniques using himself as a guinea pig. He described the results and offers dozens of techniques to improve your self-love in his book, The Science of Self-Love. 
One of Hamilton's major first steps towards self-love was to tune into his body language and posture. Something as little as your posture can improve the way you feel about yourself. Very interesting. Uh, there's a two-way relationship between your mind and your body. Each morning for about a month, he practiced a power pose, a technique like standing tall with your hands on your hips made popular by social uh, psychologist Amy Cuddy. Throughout the day, he would catch himself slouching and pull his shoulders back. These simple moves gave Hamilton an inner sense of value, which alerted my facial muscles to soften and allowed me to project compassion. I don't know about all that. That's fucking deep just from putting your shoulders back. But I do get the I, I do get the sense that if you are in a position where you're taking that time to actually think about what your body's doing and how you're contorting yourself all day just doing this. I have a slouch problem. I do that shit all the time. Just taking a second to stand up tall and just kind of just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I like that. I'm going to steal that. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. All right. Um, learn to say no. Let's see. Just, an important, just as important, says Rose, are the things you don't do, as in declining uh, to obsess over awkward social interactions and not taking on more responsibilities than you can handle at work. A person who practices self-love will be able to set boundaries. Big, big deal in your mental health because a lot of our mental health is affected by external triggers, right? So learning to say no is something that you need to be aware of in terms of your stress levels and also not pushing your body to limits that it doesn't need to be pushed to at the moment. There's a time and a place and that's not it. And here's my favorite one. Uh, Listen, I wanted to say there's no problem in saying no if you're uncomfortable with something. Uh, There's things that you have to realize that if you put too much of the stuff on your plate, it's going to affect. Don't take your work home with you, bro. Don't take your work home with you. I used to work in a group home, and these kids were fucking mean as shit. And uh, one day I was like, you know, and I, I never saw myself doing this for a long time. It was just something to make ends meet. And I liked working with kids. I used to work with kids all the time. So I was like, yeah, you know, these guys are really, these kids will like me. Like, I'm cool. Like, they'll do it. The first day I got there, one kid was like, yo, suck my dick, Mr. Lops. And I was like, damn. This 12-year-old just told me to suck his dick. And then the first thing in my head is, I'm going to fucking break his jaw. And I really thought about it. I said, I'm going to beat the shit out of a kid. And it stayed in my brain for a while. So literally, I went home that night, and all I thought about was beating the shit out of a 12-year-old child. Think about how stressful that is, that I let a 12-year-old child influence my entire day. Because he told me to suck his wiener. I can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. And I was like, listen. And I actually went to my boss. I said, listen, I do not want more hours. I do not want to do this anymore. I don't have the love for it. And he said to me, why not? Because I said, blank told me to suck his dick. 
All right. His name was Levon, and he told me to suck his dick, and he was 12. I have so many children's village stories. That's where the name of the place that I worked at. It was fucking crazy. But uh, we'll save those for another day. But yes, this kid told me to SM and I got very upset and ruined my day. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, here's another one. Boom. See a therapist. I cannot recommend this enough. Everyone should go see a therapist. Some people don't believe in it. That's fine. But don't knock it till you tried it. I saw a therapist. I still see a therapist. I still talk to a therapist. I talk to a psychiatrist. I will talk to any ist if it's going to help me with this dome piece. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes a lack of self-love is caused by a toxic relationship, unresolved issues from childhood, hello, um, or other roadblocks best handled by a professional. We are not born equipped with the tools necessary to handle this, ladies and gents. We're just not. There are years and years and years of study, and there are people who have written millions and millions of pages on stuff like this. Stuff that we do not know how to use. So introduce someone who is equipped to use these tools so you could get your self on the right track at least. And a lot of people, you know, they say, you know, I couldn't find the right therapist. Keep fucking looking. I'm telling you. Just keep going. I saw like 11 before I've, I met mine. So. <clears throat> sorry. I'm telling you, this goddamn rice and broccoli is killing your boy inside and out. Um, but I'm losing weight. I'm healthy. Uh, so here we go. Go see that therapist. If you're thinking about it and you're on the fence, go see that therapist. Listen, if you don't have the money and you don't have insurance, there are places who will see you for free. You just have to put the work in. If you really want to go see somebody, you could do it. Uh, if you're really trying to find somebody and you can't, you could can reach out to me. Uh, send an email to me or something. It's in my Instagram uh, at Danny Priori, and I'll try and find you somebody that's going to see you. That's how much I care about all of you guys going to see a therapist. There's things that you need to unravel within yourself to get yourself in a position to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't realize how big of a role this played in my life, or I did. I repressed it. You know, there's a lot of things that will get unraveled for you in there, and it's a safe space. I highly, highly recommend it. I if you haven't seen one, go try. Uh, if negative thoughts about yourself are seriously affecting your ability to carry on with your life, your life, with your life, you aren't getting pleasure out of things. You're constantly ruminating on negative thoughts about yourself. You're isolated and withdrawn, or you have serious trauma. It's worth getting uh, assessed by a therapist. So, in all spectrums, if it's something as little as work is stressing you out, therapist. Maybe you're having a problem with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. Go see a therapist. It will help. I'm telling you. Or if you have something as bad as post traumatic stress from any kind of severe thing that it could be. You know, whether it's loss of family member, something sexual, something, whatever. These are things that need to be addressed. And people are equipped to help you. These people are put there to help you. These people went to school to help you. You have to think about that. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I don't know. And no, I can't just go through this anymore and take care of my self the way I want to. I need help. And it's nothing wrong with asking for help. Trust me. I was one of those people, and goddamn, I'm so happy I did. Um, 
One of the exercises she tries with her clients is whose voice are you hearing when you criticize yourself? Did someone in your past treat you that way? That's another thing. Who's the person that's talking to you? What's the voice that you hear? Is it an angry fucking bitch? Or is it a nice gay man like mine? Mine used to be an angry bitch. Now I have a nice gay. And he's so nice to me. Every day. He's amazing. He's like, hey, sweetheart, let's not nap. And I'm like, five more minutes. And he's like, all right. And then we, and then we crush the day. He doesn't have to be gay. He could be straight. He could be a she. It could be non-binary. It could be whatever you want. But you have to figure out what that voice is in your head that's doing that. But I, I like mine. You can't have them. Uh, it, comes from the it comes from childhood. Imagine yourself as a child and be compassionate. Be compassionate to yourself. Love yourself and speak to yourself as if you are a child. Because a lot of times we overcomplicate things. Keep it simple, stupid. Kissing this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Self-love is kind of like becoming a good parent to yourself so you can soothe your inner child. Now, I'm not saying treat yourself like a baby. But what I am saying is that a lot of this stuff stems from childhood. A lot of it does. So a lot of us emotionally are put on pause at whatever age it happened at. There's a lot of growth that has to happen there. Allow yourself to be kind to yourself. Don't beat the shit out of yourself. Um, another one is don't expect perfection. Now, that's another thing, too. Listen, we are not perfect humans, man. We all make mistakes. We all fuck shit up. We all make decisions that we don't think are going to impact our lives for the long run, and they end up doing it, you know? Uh, when you're faced with a moment when you when your instinct is to beat yourself up, Accept that inclination, but think about how you treat a loved one in the same situation. That's great. If you're going to be a dickhead to yourself, you wouldn't be a dickhead, unless you are, to somebody that you really love. You're going to be nurturing. You're going to be caring. That's the energy that you need to give to yourself. Okay? Um, listen, I could go on. I don't want to read this whole thing and beat you guys over the head with it, but it is a very, very nice article uh, from Good Housekeeping. Shout out to Aid uh for hooking me up with that article and uh let's get into patron questions patrons got the questions the patrons got the questions the patrons got the motherfucking questions questions from the patrons bitch um like i said patreon.com slash otc pod i was looking for my phone and it was in between my thighs ladies and germs uh, yeah, so uh, patreon.com slash otcpod. Any tier gets your questions read on the show. Okay, we have 10 for today. Try to keep them at an even clip. All right, this is from my guy Travis. When your mind begins to take over, how do you stay level headed instead of letting yourself dive into bad thoughts and feelings? Going back to the article, I try to tell myself stuff that I'm good at. Or stuff that I did good throughout the day. I never let my last thought of the day be a negative thought. Ever. Never. Ever. Bitch. <laughs> I never let it be a negative thought. But uh, all jokes aside, never go to bed with a negative thought. Think of the good things that happened throughout the day. If nothing good happened that day, think about the day before. 
keep yourself in a situation where you are having positive thoughts before your body is at rest. Take time at night to think about the good things that you have in life. It will change your shit. Trust me. This is from Jilly. I have a very stressful life at the moment uh, due to COVID. Mom of two kids. All right. Yeah. We got a mom. We got a mom in here. Full-time graphic design student and wife. Everyone says I'm doing amazing, but I just don't have anyone who is in a similar situation to talk to. So listening to this podcast and the basement yard, shout out to the boys, is helping me stay sane. I know this is temporary and I need to give myself a break, but there is no way to get time alone because of the UK rules. I just want to be funny and have a laugh, but in general feels so heavy. But life in general feels so heavy. How do you stay positive in such a messed up world at the moment? I express myself. Um, I do this show, which I'm very lucky to do, obviously, on a weekly basis. I get to fucking come with you guys with my problems, whether I get 5,000, 2,000, 7,000, 100 million views. I'm still getting it out. I'm still having that moment to express myself. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, I don't have COVID. Uh, but being able to express myself to even the people that I love, you know what I'm saying? You're a wife, uh, you have two kids. Uh, I hope that you're communicating these things with your husband about what's really going on with you because they're going through it too, you know? Uh, try to find similarities within each other and say, listen, what's what's really been killing you over this COVID? What do you wish that you could do? You know, find a common ground. Stay on that common ground, and I'm telling you, then you're getting through it together instead of getting through it solo. That's how I would do it. Uh, My girl has been fantastic, and I'm a fucking pain in the ass. I am so annoying. So annoying. And she puts up with my shit. She's a ride or die, for real. Um, Yes, but uh, also, my eight-year-old wants to know if you'll be returning to the basement yard for the slam poetry for next year. Listen, if they want me to come through and drop a fire-ass poet, uh, like a uh, poem, you know I'm down. So you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, if they're recording, and they want your boy. I have no problem coming through and doing my thing one more time as Dante, because Dante's deep, sweet daddy. But uh. Why is your eight-year-old watching The Basement Yard? Which is crazy. I said so much foul things on there about poop and sex and pee and all kinds of fellatio, cunnilingus, all these things. You know what? Talk to your eight-year-old about The Basement Yard. That'll get you through it. But uh, listen, I'm open to anything. Uh, Andy Hyatt says, hey, Danny, much love to you and your family. So I developed a drinking problem over the past couple of years. Due to a very toxic living situation I was in. Excuse me. I'm very sniffly. I started drinking heavily in the month or two before I moved out as a way to cope with the anxiety and awkwardness of being around my three roommates I had grown apart from. My problem only continued to get worse when I moved out on my own as a way to cope with not only the horrible things I dealt with, but also with the fact I had lost people I consider my closest friends. Over two years later, I'm living with my girlfriend, have a great job, and overall in a much better place. I got to sneeze. <coughs> I love you. Uh, over two years later, I'm living with my girlfriend. have a great job. Overall, a much better place. Regardless of that, I'm still struggling to kick the habit. I'm having a sneezing fit on this show. Here it comes. 
I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. Ah, I might have COVID. <clears throat> Sorry, Andy. I'm going to get through your question, but I can't stop sneezing. <laughs> I'm not going to cut this out. I can't stop sneezing. I think another one's coming. <clears throat> Regardless, I'm still struggling to kick the habit. How did you get... Uh, how did you go about getting control of your drinking problem? Have you ever found yourself in a toxic living situation you had to get out of? I have found myself in toxic living situations. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Andy. I'm laughing at me. <laughs> Woo! Goddamn. All right. Uh, you know, I had had toxic living situations. For me, it was just my overall health. Like, they were like, dude, you have diabetes. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, does drinking do that? They were like, yeah. And I was like, I have to stop. You know, I had to give myself a disease. I really hope you don't have to get to that point, but realize that's where it's going to go. Your health is going to get bad. My liver suffered a lot. From that, uh, you have to realize that it's not just your mental health. It's your physical. It's a mind and body. So that should be your motivation right there. It's not helping you. It's blanketing and it's cloaking your problems. It's not helping. So, listen, some people can drink and have a good time. You know, it's just, I feel like it just it just brings the, the kind of the worst out of me if I get drunk. You know what I mean? It just wasn't the right thing for me. So, how I got out of it is that I got sick, you know, to be honest with you. Good question. <clears throat> Isaac Robinson. Hello, Danny. I hope this message finds you well. And it did. Thank you, Isaac. My question is, what routines help you stay balanced? I recently was diagnosed with type 1 bipolar and hypomania. I find myself wandering around the house often, especially when I am not doing art. Thanks for all you do. Isaac. Isaac. Things that I do on a daily basis is I have to check in with myself. I have to check in with myself. And by checking in with myself is like, where am I right now? What do I have to do today? I think about everything that I have to do that day. Then I stop and I take about 10, 15 minutes and I don't think about shit. I don't think about shit besides just relaxing. With hypomania, it's, uh, you know, uh, When you're not doing art, you have to realize, you know, if this is a full-on manic episode or not, or if you're fully going full hypomania, brother. Dude, if you're going full hypomania, brother, might have to talk to somebody about, like, listen, this is what's happening with me right now. If you have the support system, get a support system if you can, whether it's a therapist or whether it's your parents or friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. When you start to get to those situations, you have to educate people around you because they don't know either, you know? Uh, but try to take that 10, 15 minutes to yourself. When you feel yourself getting amped up, you got to lock yourself in a little bit. And then, you know, I don't know what your route is, whether it's therapy or medication, but just make sure you're keeping up with those things. Don't fuck with that shit, you know? Thank you, Isaac. Uh Will Trotter says, hey, Danny. Nice question, Will. Oh, yes, another question. Uh, Will Trotter, thank you so much for creating the space and for genuinely caring about this message and all of those affected by mental disorders. It is so important that we have these kinds of conversations openly. 
Uh, I guess because of many years of hiding my struggles slash not knowing my diagnosis, I tend to keep things under the surface with almost everyone. In a past relationship, I was very hesitant to bring up my past struggles with substance use uh, dis uh, disorder and my bipolar 2 diagnosis. Eventually, I did, and my ex-girlfriend actually began using it against me in some more serious arguments we had. She even tried downplaying my experiences and even the diagnosis that I had received just a year prior. I was quite shocked and really struggled with dealing with this kind of negative talk, and that directed me, that was directed at me, excuse me, uh, and it even left me wondering if she was right, even though I knew it was complete bullshit. I guess my question is, has anyone ever tried to discount your mental experience, uh, your mental health experiences, and if so, how did you deal with that? All the time, bro. All the time. But you have to understand, they don't know better, bro. A lot of people are uneducated. And even the ones that are, sometimes those certain people think they know everything. And listen, when we're, we're not easy people to deal with, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we're just not easy to deal with. Like, we could barely deal with ourselves. Now imagine people that are just like, damn, motherfucker. I got to catch your shrapnel all day, too. It's like, your life's fucked up. Don't fuck my shit up. That's how people look at it. You know? And um, I've had shit thrown in my face about being like, oh, this is like uh, the bipolar talking. Or like, uh, oh, this is the, uh, here we go. Here we go. You're manic. You know? Like, I've had those things. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's about realizing these people are either in an argument with you and they're trying to get at you. Which is what an argument is when it comes bad. It becomes bad. It's just now you're just trying to sun each other. But uh, those things is they don't know what they're doing in terms of that. So, like you said in there, you have to understand that when people do that, it's either a last resort or they're just uneducated on it, and they're not really understanding what you're going through. So I would say I know that she's your ex girlfriend, but if it happens again with a girlfriend or a family member or whatever, let them know how that truly makes you feel. And that, that's not something you're going to stand for. You're not going to stand for people stepping all over you. Now, I will say this. You can't blame everything on your mental health all the time. Because if you do that, it becomes something where they're going to think, oh, like, this is because of this. And then you don't want to be, you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to become this 4,000 pound elephant in the room. I think elephants weigh more than 4,000 pounds. They have to. Jamie, they do, they do, they weigh more, I'm Joe Rogan now, um, you have to understand there's a, there's a balance there, it's weird, but there is, there is a balance, uh, but listen, nobody should be taking shots at you about your mental health and downplaying your shit, but in those, take those, uh, situations as learning and teaching experiences, so you could tell this person, listen, this is what I deal with on a daily basis. What you're saying right now, you're going to re regret saying it. So I'm not going to attack you for it. But when you calm down, we'll have a discussion about what you talked about. You have to be willing to step away in those situations. Good question. Uh, Maya says, how do you normally pull yourself up out of a rut? What steps do you usually take to help yourself snap out of it when you're having a particularly bad day, week, month? With everything going on this year, I find, sometimes find it hard to care about. Just like I said, you have to find us like a, a fucking hobby, bro. 
Find something that makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, people are not going to make you happy all the time. You know who can make you happy? Your fucking self. You know what I mean? Find something that you love to do. Find something that fucking no no other thing on this planet can make you feel that way. Like, you know, you have to be an individual in life. You just have to. You have to. You know what I mean? We're in a society now where I feel like, I don't want to say millennials, but like we're a little bit too quick to lean on other people for support. And we have to realize that we have to learn how to support ourselves a lot. Um. And by support ourselves, I'm not talking about, like, going to school and having money and shit. There's always going to be somebody with more money than you, and there's always going to be somebody with less money than you. It's just how it works. But you have to find shit that you like to do. It's it's You can't have these situations where you can't have an escape from negative thinking, ruts, and stuff like that. You have to find these things. And that takes trial and error. Try new shit. You know, with COVID, you can't go out, but there's so much that you could do at home, man. There's so many activities, so much room for activities. You know, find little things throughout the day that make you happy and no one can take that from you. That's the most beautiful part about it is no one can take shit from you. It's like, I like to crochet, bitch. And I got all my shit right here. Having a bad day, going to crochet. Crochet your bad day away. Straight facts. Good question. Um, let's see. Denise. Denise, hey, Danny, way uh, before getting your diagnosis, uh, did you or those closest to you ever suspect that you were dealing with mental health issues after getting your diagnosis? How did that make you feel? I always thought I never had one. So, yeah, kind of made me feel like a dickhead. Like, you kind of want to go on the apology tour after that, but it's just like, sometimes you feel a little bit shameful. You're like, damn, dude, I'm fucking douche. But you didn't know better, you know? I think it hurts more when somebody says, I have a mental problem now because now that I know, I'm like, yeah, I know, dick. You know? There's a great scene uh, in Lil Dicky Show Dave about his uh, friend who has bipolar uh, I recommend everyone go and watch that scene or watch it. I like the show, Dave, but I, I, I f- recommend that you go and watch that show. It's about a friend really explaining what it's like to be bipolar and like not wanting to like be a fucking dick sometimes, but like we just are, you know, uh, it's a great scene. Uh, but I would go check that one out. And uh, sometimes it's it's it, it made me feel like shit. I'm like, damn, dude, now I know why. But it also gave me some clarity. It's like, all right, so now I know what's going on. It's, you know, it's a yin and a yang. You know, I used to say ying. I didn't know it was yin and yang. It's, 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 it's I thought it was yin yang. But weren't the, the rap crew, weren't they the yin yang twins? So maybe that's what threw me off. Anyway. Yes, it used to make me feel like shit. It doesn't anymore, but it used to make me feel like shit. This is from Jacqueline. This is the last question. Hey, Danny, thank you for starting this podcast. You're welcome. It's honestly made me feel more comfortable in my own skin. I have anxiety and depression. My anxiety brain is a bit more prevalent these days. I'm an occupational therapist uh, assistant working in home care, taking care of COVID patients at times. And sometimes my emotions just get the best of me and I suffer in my home life. How do you deal with stress? 
anxiety and not let it affect your personal relationships and family life, guess what? It's going to. But that's okay. You know? Um, listen. Who do we take our stress out on? Most of the time. The people that we love. They're going to get it first. They're closest to us. We're going to rip their fucking heads off. Because at work, you can't tell the guy with COVID to suck your dick. It's just not going to work. You know, you can't tell the little kid that comes in with a broken arm that's wailing and crying, shut the fuck up. You can't. So that's why the people closest to us are going to catch that fucking mega heat. That's just how that is. Um, That's where we need to stop ourselves and be like, yo, this person does not deserve this. Uh. A lot of these things are solved through conversation, man. Uh, you can't take stuff home with you. Just like I said about my old job, you can't let it bleed into your life. And uh, listen, just because they love us doesn't mean they'll fucking love us forever. Now, family, yeah, probably. But relationships, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles. You really do. Um. Especially if you can control it. Sometimes you can't control it. You know, it's just people fucking go off the fucking reservation, go nuts. But uh, you got to understand that if you are in control of the situation, you have to realize what's going on. Check in with yourself and be like, yo, I need to chill, fam. Hard body karate. Good question, Jacqueline. That's it for the Patreon questions. That is it for today's episode. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, COVID is spiking, whether you believe it or not, people are getting sick. Please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are up in arms still over the election and stuff, but let's just find a common ground here. Nobody wants to get sick and nobody wants to bury anybody in their family. So let's just be careful, people. That's all. Be careful. All right. There's good days coming, I promise. Okay, listen, go check out the show, Instagram.com slash one in one OTC. Okay, that is Instagram.com slash one in one OTC. Go ahead and follow the show. If you're not a subscriber of the show, please click that sub button. Please turn your notifications on so every time we bust a move, you're here for the show. I am your host, Daniel Priori. Thank you guys so much for being a part of it. Thank you to all the patrons who sent in the questions. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Two episodes a week coming, uh, starting next week. So, listen, if you want to get it on the get in on the fun, sign up for the Patreon. Come be a guest. You get to have an hour long conversation with your boy. You know, and it's a very fun thing. We have Zoom calls getting ready to set up. Uh, we're looking for a little more patrons just to make sure that we have enough people for the chats, even numbers, because we're gonna have to spread them out throughout the week. Because I don't want to talk to like fifty of you at once. Because then nobody's like getting spoken to. And that's like, I'm, you know, I'd rather just do the show at that point. Uh, but yes, I love you guys. Stay safe. And remember, your brain game is fire. Peace.